Welcome to the Junior League of Cincinnati podcast, brought to you by the Archives Committee. Our goal is to continue to preserve the incredible history of the JLC through conversations and stories. My name is Molly Lair, and I'm a current member of the Archives Committee for the league year of 2021 to 2022. Today, I have the honor of sitting down with Judy Dallenbacchus to talk about the life and legacy of Marjorie Motch. Marjorie passed away Monday, October 11th of this year. So Judy, I'd like to begin just with a quick introduction. Tell us about both your connection to Cincinnati and your involvement with the league. I'm a native Cincinnatian, in fact, a fifth generation German Cincinnatian. And um, I've been in the Junior League since 1990, and I've held a lot of different roles. I think my proudest was that I was um, president during our 80th anniversary, which was in 1999 to 2000. So, and I am currently on the board now. Okay, so let's transition now to talking about why we're here, and that's to speak about Marjorie. Do you remember the first time that you met her? I do, actually. I knew of her because of the University of Cincinnati and all the incredible things that she had done there and in the Junior League. When I first met her, I thanked her for, I mean, she was kind of like an idol or, you know, someone you definitely look up to. And I thanked her for all the things that she's done in our community for the university, the Junior League. And she said, no, I should be thanking you for all of the things that you're doing. And that's the kind of person that she was, just always so gracious and a, an amazing mentor to um, young women. And how did your friendship grow from there? I know that you're, she was someone that you really looked up to and that you really grew very close with. Well, during the 80th anniversary, um, we started planning, actually in 1998, um, even though it was in 2000, and uh, Carolyn Favell decided that we should ask Marjorie to be our honorary chair. And so we went to lunch and asked her to do that, and she was anything but honorary. I mean, she pitched in and she raised really the majority of the sponsorship money. Our goal was 80000 and we made over 80000 like about $85,000, which back in 2000, you think about that, that was quite a bit of money for the Junior League. And uh, she really worked very hard, but we became really good friends. We found that we had a lot in common and um, enjoyed being with one another and that we both loved Maine. She had a place in Maine and, and that I had been going there for a very long time. When she passed, she was 98 years old. She was truly um, one of my closest friends. And when you speak of her really doing a lot of the, the money raising in that one instance, that speaks to really her vast network that she had both here in Cincinnati and beyond. So let's talk about where all of that started and her contributions to the league here locally first. When she was born, um, she her father really instilled in her that you, that you should give back and that it was you know important to make a difference. She joined the Junior League um, very young. She always said that the Junior League of Cincinnati really opened doors to her. She was president in, of our national organization, which she really helped it to become an international organization. She was president from 1960 to 62. She also, before that though, 
the Junior League of Cincinnati, one of the projects was the Children's Theater, and she was one of the founders of that and the first chair of the Children's Theater. And the same thing with the Hearing, Speech, and Deaf Center and their nursery program. She did that. And one of my memories of what she talked about was when they set up an upright piano for the kids who had you know, hearing issues and they put their chests up against the upright piano and the look on their faces of just wonderment of what this was. And she said that was one of her most incredible um, memories ever. Do you think that's what motivated her to do so much good was seeing the results that she could have on the community? Definitely. One of the things the um, Association of Junior Leagues International, HLI, presented her, and it was in the year 2000, so it was our 80th anniversary, and she received the Mary Harriman Award, which is our biggest honor. One of the things, I got to be with her, and that was in Miami, and it was in the Fountain Blue big grand ballroom. It was an amazing experience. But when they talked about all the things that she had done, there were people who lined up, all these young women who were president-elect or current presidents. And the main thing that people would thank her for was her involvement with the Urban League. Here in the 50s and into the early 60s, in a time that was a very difficult time, not just in Cincinnati, but all around, she was a founder of the Urban League Guild and became president of that and was on the board of the Urban League. And I think for someone of privilege who, she wanted to make our community better. She wanted to be more inclusive. I think about what we're going through today and how groundbreaking she was then. And truly people were lining up. We were selling our cookbook. Our cookbook had just come out, which was I'll Cook When Pigs Fly. And people were loving the cookbook, but they were having her sign it. It was, um, it was just an incredible memory. I felt like her press secretary because everyone wanted to be with her and talk to her. And, and she was very gracious. She was just very humble about all the things that she had done. And um, in fact, when I, I gave her eulogy, I kept thinking, you know, she would be like, okay, enough, enough, you know, so. So she probably wouldn't love the fact that we're doing an entire podcast. We're yeah. dedicating this moment to her. You know, I think as she would want her legacy to carry on. She loved meeting when we'd come over here. Um, she loved meeting all the young women here and talking to them and what they were doing, you know, in the community. She was so proud of our league. And uh, so from that standpoint, if she viewed this as a way to give back, in fact, I think one of the things... Her granddaughter called me right after her funeral and said, you know, I always knew that my grandmother did all these amazing things, but I want to get involved. And so she's joining the Junior League of L.A. and she's getting involved. Marju is also national president and then an international president of the Girl Scouts. And the international part is the Olive Baden Powell um, Society. Her granddaughter, Layla, is gonna get involved. Um, I hooked her up with the president out there in LA, and so she's joining the Junior League and getting involved um, with the Olive Baden Powell Society. So that alone, I felt like, wow, this is, you know, so if, you know, some of our members listen to this and think, yes, I want to make a difference, then she would be very happy. And do you feel like that is the best way for all of us to 
honor her memory? Is it to say, I'm going to dedicate this many more hours this year to a nonprofit, or I'm going to donate some money to this one? I mean, Mm -hmm. really, what is the best way to remember her? I think that is a great way. And I think also I've thought about many times how she handled herself at meetings. She was always a very quiet but firm presence. And she would want us to get, you know, keep the Junior League of Cincinnati opening doors to young women to get involved in our community and to make a difference. But then also look at what is what does our community need? You know, what is something that's missing in our community? So many of the things she did, like the Urban League, that was that was groundbreaking. That was that was really helping and um, the Cincinnati Parks Foundation. She was one of the founders and she was the first president of that. I mean, when I gave her eulogy, it was founder and president, founder and president. I mean, it just the the list goes on and on of all the things that she did, you know, in our community. And not just the Junior League, um, but the University of Cincinnati, the campus green area that's by Sigma Sigma Commons. And it's a wonderful area that everybody, they kind of call it the grid now, and everybody before football game congregates, students you know, go there and they study and or they'll play frisbee or whatever. And that was an old parking lot, an old gravel parking lot. And she, with Marty Hume's husband, Tom, raised the money to make that a green space. She really felt that um, green space was so important. And that's why she was involved with, um, so involved with the parks too. And she felt like that really, every time I'm standing in that area, I think, because I went to school when it was an ugly, ugly parking lot. And now it's such a beautiful green space. So there were so many groundbreaking things that she did, not just tiny things, but big things. And most of the time, they were her ideas, you know, and she followed through and she worked so hard. I mean, truly until she um, had a stroke in 2006 and my husband and I happened to be with her in Maine at the time. And she worked very hard to come back from that and she really, she really did. But, and so she worked all through that and it really was just the last couple of years that she had to step down from some boards that she was on and um, and was just not able to. But I would say well into her 90s, she was still very active and making a difference and trying to go to many, as many things as possible and be a great role model and mentor. How did the league evolve under her leadership? And even after her leadership, just with so much her involvement, I'm sure that things were continuing to change and get better and grow thanks to her ideas. Well, I think one thing that when she was our national president, um, we have our her scrapbook. She That was something that she shared with me and said, I just want the league. So you all in the archives have several of her scrapbooks. And you will see things where she went to Greece and she was representing, you know, the Association of Junior Leagues then and what women could do in their communities. And so she got to know, there are pictures of her, her grandson calls it like her Hall of Fame off of her uh, kitchen. And there are pictures of her at the White House with numerous first ladies, numerous um, presidents, both when she was president of the Junior League, you know, nationally, and then also when she was um, president of the Girl Scouts. And so I think she helped to get the word out 
about what women could do, how they could do it, and that the Junior League was a great place to be involved. And again, I really think she helped to make, if you look in her scrapbook, how much she went out of the country. And so she helped to expand um, our league, you know, our, our national league to become an international. You mentioned the meetings with presidents and first ladies going to the White House. I read in your eulogy, you said she had nine keys to different cities. Yes, and a couple of those were out of this country. I mean, they were international. So, yes. How does someone from Cincinnati have such an impact, not only in our community, our nation, but the world? I think, you know, a lot of that was through um, the, you know, the Junior League. Um, Our 80th anniversary, one of those keys is to our city. And that's when she was our honorary chair of the 80th. So we arranged for a key to the city to be at a, you know, presentation to celebrate our 80th anniversary. And um, I had her accept that because I felt like she was the appropriate um, person to accept that from the mayor. And she had received, I remember she said she had received a key to Cincinnati also. And I think it was after she had come home from, when I say come home, because she traveled so much with both the Junior League and um, the Girl Scouts. And then when she came home, you know, she was welcome back. And I think it was about that time, probably, with all the things she did. Did she realize how rare that is for, for one person to have these accolades? It's really incredible. Was she? Did she acknowledge some of her uh, the big things that she did in life? You know, um, she really didn't. When I say a hallway, it's of of all the things and where the keys are. In fact, it's behind the keys are behind a door. Um, she had a kitchen that had a long, small hallway, and that's where um, the pictures, um, several of them that we borrowed for our big exhibit when we had our hundredth anniversary for the Junior League of Cincinnati. There was a wonderful tribute to her. Several of those pictures were on display, so I borrowed those from her wall. Like I said, the keys, in fact, I had to think about it when her grandson talked about the keys, and I realized, literally, there's a door, and they were behind the door. She had, you know, different awards. You know, um, the Mary Hairman Award is a beautiful Steuben glass, like, shooting star on top of a base. That was just kind of tucked away. Um, in her, like her, her den, her little library. And we borrowed that for the exhibit down at the museum center. And when it came back, in fact, I brought it back to her and her daughter um, had not seen it. And so we put it in her room because she was fairly, unfortunately, bedridden. Her entire family, 17 members of her family, and we went to the exhibit with her, my husband and I. And that was an incredible experience because her grandchildren were there, her great-grandchildren were there. Now, they're a little tiny, but they, um, just to, even her daughter said, I had no idea of all the things my, you know, our mom had done. I mean, they literally, they had tears in their eyes, and it was such an amazing experience. This was in November of 2019, so right before the pandemic. She was very quiet. Um, She didn't say a lot. I could tell she was pleased, but a little overwhelmed by the, you know, the exhibit. She loved seeing the other aspects of our projects and things that she had definitely been a major part of. I'm I'm so glad her family got to see it. That was something because, 
you know, come January and no, March of whatever things changed greatly. So where do you think she would like to see the junior league move or some things that she would hope the league accomplishes in the near future? You know, I think about what she did with the Urban League, and that would be definitely an area that she would be want us to become um, more diverse and be more welcoming, and um, both with bringing new members in and what we're doing in the community, and not be not do just safe projects, but do groundbreaking things and things that really make a difference in our community. There was something you wrote in your eulogy that I want to read because I loved it so much. You, One of the things you listed um, attributes that people that came to mind mm. for people when they thought of Marjorie. And one was a quote from the former director of parks. And he said of Marjorie, if you don't want to get things done, get the heck out of her way. Yes, and he said that on a, a videotape, and that was for the Hearing, Speech, and Deaf Center gave her their highest award, and they asked me to chair it because I knew her so well, and um, we did a video, and yes, people talked about how humble she was, how she was a great board member, how she really helped other board members to become better board members, but yeah, um, Willie Carden, I mean, she, he was right. She really wanted to, she she didn't want to sit in a meeting and just talk about things. I mean, she was very action oriented. And I mean, when I think about, you know, I'm getting to know her, she was, she was older at the time when I got to know her and she was still, I mean, just, I, I couldn't believe her schedule and the things that she was doing. And again, rolling her sleeves up, not just going to board meetings or fundraisers or whatever, um, but really rolling her sleeves up. And, and yeah, he was right. Get out of her way because she was going to get it done. I mean, I saw that with when we asked her to be the honorary chair of um, our 80th anniversary. And she said, well, how much are we going to raise? And, you know, we talked about, well, we wanted at least 80000 And she's like, oh, well, we're going to go above that. And I'm going to go, okay, we can do, I mean, within... I would say, she's like, okay, can you get some information together? She would have gone out like the next day after we asked her to be the honorary chair, but we needed to get some information together so she could go to two major corporations that she knew the CEOs and, and they said yes. And in fact, one person said, well, and have you thought about going to um, so-and-so? You know, I'll call him. And she's like, okay. And there are just countless things. She didn't want to just be an honorary. You know, she wanted to be a part of everything we were doing and to really do some things that got the word out about the league. And that was really important to her. I wish she could have been participated more with the 100th anniversary. At least she got to see the exhibit, and I think that was important. And she would have been happy that we were reaching out to members who had decided they needed to step away from the league and we were welcoming them back. That would have meant a lot to her. How do you think she represents the opportunities that the league presents to someone to not only be involved just in junior league, but also this could be a jumping off point to start a nonprofit to do all these many different things that she did. Obviously, I think a lot of us look at the list of contributions she made to the city and go, gosh, we can never touch that. And that's probably true. But how does she serve as an inspiration to maybe at least do a little bit more and, and motivate us to think we could do something more than we're doing now? Well, I think she really believed 
in how we do our projects, that we look at what's needed in the community, and we don't just give that organization, that nonprofit money. We give of our time, and I think that she found that to be really um, important, and whatever it was that organization needs. And I mean, if it's, you know, painting, you know, um, a room to make it look brighter and more cheerful for children or something like that. Yes, she found that, I mean, she was very good at fundraising, very good. She felt that it was, you know, the other things, you know, and to be a good model to the different community organizations that we worked with too. She was such, like I, I said this before, but a quiet but firm presence and that she, I, I wish that I could be more like her to inspire people. She inspired me, got me involved in the Parks Foundation and a couple of other things that I, yes, I love the parks and everything, but she got me really excited about it. It was fun because uh, we helped to work on Smale Riverfront Park. I was president of the Parks Foundation when that was all first starting. And one of the things that we talked about that we really um, needed or we wanted and it was on a vision was the carousel. So she said, okay, how can we make this to be a reality? So a lot of people don't know this, but we met with Tim Maloney um, of the Hale Foundation. The Hales were great friends of Marjorie's. And so we got that $5 million. Um, we helped to get that. Willie Carden, who was the director, really sealed the deal and really did the hard work. But we planted the seeds, you know, and that this would be something that the Hales would like. And she was so good at that. I mean, and... Um, and so proud of the fact that we were able to put this beautiful, like a jewel box of, of um, incredible um, characters that were carved right here in Ohio and hand painted and in Ohio. Um, so, and that that was part of our wonderful Riverfront Park. And just lastly, for maybe someone who's listening to this, who stumbled upon it and isn't a member of Junior League, how would you hope that she inspires someone to get involved, to perhaps become a member, step outside of their comfort zone, and give a little bit more of themselves to honor her. Obviously, her memory will always be a part of this building, but once you step outside of it, remembering her in some actionable ways. I'm hoping that anyone who is listening to this, and I'll go back to the Urban League. I think that's the best example of someone who she grew up in Hyde Park, um, very privileged, um, and she recognized a need, and she got involved with it, and um, wasn't just on the board or just president, but she was, okay, the guild is needed here. So I hope that, particularly in this time, um, again, that people would say, okay, this woman who for you know, um, she, I think she joined the junior league when she was 19 or 20 through when she was into her early nineties that she continuously gave back, um, to our community. I think that's, you know, if one woman can do all those things, you know, we can just do, you know, even small things that hopefully have a ripple effect. And shows how much we can do if we all work together. Exactly. And that's what she really firmly believed. She wasn't someone, yes, Willie said, get out of her way if you don't want to do it. But she loved to bring people along with it. And she loved when she was our honorary chair for the 80th. She would, I mean, after a meeting or whatever, she'd call me and she'd say, 
Now, who was that cute girl sitting down, you know, whatever? She is amazing. She is, you know, we need to get her more involved and she can do great things in the league. And, you know, and I love her leadership. I love her ideas. She loves, she was like a sponge just being around all of the young women that were here. And she was inspired by them, you know, and I think... Um, I felt like I was, we, that's one of the reasons why we we're such great friends. We learned from each other. Another past president, Darlene Kamine, said, you really, when you work shoulder to shoulder with someone, and that's the beauty of the Junior League, is when you really get to know someone. So, and I think that's why I would encourage people to be a member of the Junior League and to get more involved because you are, you're working shoulder to shoulder with people and you can make a bigger difference that way and make great friends. Absolutely. And she is providing inspiration for these yes. next generations of women. So Judy, I want to thank you so much for speaking with me today. And thank you for listening to the Junior League of Cincinnati podcast brought to you by the Archives Committee. If you have any suggestions for a future podcast, please contact us at archives at jlcincinnati.org.